Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney. And joining me for this year's award show, my dear friend, Commander David. How are you? Good, sir. Hey, I, 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 fit, I fit into this top again. That was nice. <laughs> I'm right there with you, my dude. I'm right there with you. I was a little worried about that. I, I forgot about the back zipper too. I had to get a, a clothes hanger back there so I could zip it up. That's that's usually how it works, right? Like um, I was actually very happy that I could zip myself into this as well. So uh, welcome to getting older, everyone. It's a thing. Ooh, all right. Oh my, oh my. Man, we are here for another year of recognizing the best of the best and the best best of the worst, I guess, in some, <laughs> in some ways, too. <laughs> um, but anyway, as always, it's, uh, it's great to have uh, you here with me. And uh, for anyone that's tuning in um, or watching the replay of this, welcome to the award show. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, we are in for um, a fun evening, at least I hope we are, um, as we go through, uh, what is it, like 14 uh, different categories. And... Um, <clears throat> Um, I want to give a shout out at the top of the show um, to uh, my number one, uh, Commander Eric, who um, unfortunately is not able to join us. He had a last minute trip that he had to uh, take care of. Um, and, um, you know, without him, you know, getting a lot of these clips like this, uh, this award show really wouldn't, um, <clears throat> you know, be what it is tonight. Wouldn't be able to really come through. So, uh, so glad that you're here. In fact, there he is. He's here in spirit. All show long. Look at that. Yeah, I was Appreciate about to say because I I help, I help nothing around here. I do nothing. I you just show nothing. up. You you give you give colorful commentary. Ah, colorful commentary. Sweet. <laughs> oh man, but it was it. Was, I mean, putting these clips together, man. Like it's it's fun. Like seeing um, seeing all the clips come together and. and just seeing how everyone votes um, for these different categories. So I know that, like I said, we have like 14 of them that we're going to be going through um, just to, if this is your first time watching uh, one of our award shows, uh, first off, welcome. Uh, some of the categories that we'll be going through uh, this evening will include um, best premiere, uh, best uh, musical moment, uh, which has been an ongoing thing. It's not just because of the uh, musical episode that we had over the summer with Strange New Worlds. Uh, but we also have some funny moments that we'll be recognizing as well as the most uh, frustrating ones, just to name a few. So, um, David, is there like a, I'm just wondering if there's a particular category that you're um, looking forward to the most, maybe, uh, with, with this evening's show. Oh, you know oh, me, yeah. Mr. Doom and Gloom, the worst episode. <laughs> that's that's got to be the, that's got to be the best one. No, I mean, I, I think that um, th there are probably two categories in here that are that are really cool for me. Best legacy character, because I mean, as you and I know, and maybe some of the people listen, I mean, I've been watching this stuff since I was a kid. So it's, it's really cool to see, you know, some cameos and then biggest fist pump moment. I mean, that's that's got to be up there because like. Another thing is you, you just really like to see that really impactful moment happen. And, and there were a couple, there were a couple amongst our shows. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Well, um, we have, we have a full night ahead of us. Um, so I say we go ahead and uh, we get cracking. 
with um, with this first uh, category and uh, see where it takes us. Um, so just to kick off um, this evening's uh, program, uh, we're going to kick it off with best premiere because we might as well start at the beginning, you know, where things premiere. That's usually how it works. So um, <clears throat> um, this will include shows like um, across this this year's um, award show, this will include shows like Prodigy, Lower Decks, Picard, and Strange New World. No, no Discovery oh. uh, for, for the Discovery fans out there. Um, there wasn't any Discovery that came out in this last award show season. But um, fear not, because in 2024, Discovery will be back. So it'll have its chance again to sweep whatever it wants to try and sweep. So here we go. Yeah, good yeah. categories, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the only show in 2024. Who knows? Oh, no. Oh, sad moment. Sad moment. All right. Let's uh, let's get cracking. Hitting Earth tomorrow. Becky. Screens can just be turned off, you know. I can't take this anymore. Everyone's acting like the trial's already over when there is no way that Mom did anything wrong. In all the years I have known her, I've never seen her so frightened. No. Terrified. <laughs> what did you do to my station? I trusted you. You think we did this? Oh, everything was fine until you arrived. If the Klingons see that ship, it will start a war. Indeed. In fact, Mr. Ortegas, I surmise that is likely its precise intention. All right, and the nominee to Best Premier, Star Trek Prodigy with Asylum, Star Trek Lower Deck to Grounded, Star Trek Strange New World with a Broken Circle, and of course, Star Trek Picard with the next generation. And the winner is the next generation. Here we are. I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? So, yeah, I try and base my stuff out off of the actual ratings in terms of episodes best worst whatever because i try and get in the mindset of like watching it for that whatever time that i was mm -hmm. in there so technically just due to ratings mine would have been asylum so prodigy but i mean next gen wasn't that far back you know, I, yeah. I think I think grounded and broken circle were sort of out of the running uh, for that. I mean, I know we all had uh, some perhaps little critical stuff to say about broken circle, you know, in terms of a premiere yeah, for strange yeah. new worlds. But yeah, I mean, between the two asylum and the next generation, it was one or the other. I think next generation's logical. It, it, it is logical, indeed. It's a logical out outcome of a vote. <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was watching these um, clips, uh, you know, and like just putting all the packages together, uh, I think the ones that I had, I think the most um, affinity for, uh, to to your point, 
was between asylum and, and next generation. And um, quite frankly, when, when the numbers were coming in with folks, I mean, this one was actually going back and forth with Prodigy and, and Picard. So uh, it, was, it was a real nail biter there for a second. Um, but next gen came out on top and that's okay too. That's okay. Yeah. So that is the first V'ger of the night going to Star Trek Picard. We'll keep a tally and see um, <laughs> see how um, the different shows do at the end of the night. So, uh, yeah, Star Trek Picard takes the first V'ger. So, shall we move on to the next one? I mean, it's the best one. Might as well. What is the best one, David? <laughs> I mean, you'll see. You've got clips and stuff. Come on. I can't just spoil it before your awesome clips. Okay, here we go. Awesome clip time. long for the touch of your nozzle but our pieces are so different ears are complicated but how will we we're just gonna have to wing it Ship-faring Jack Crusher couldn't escape the center of the gravity well. I had to compete with that man, Chop O'Connor. Just tell me this isn't permanent. Guys, I hate to bother you, but either I'm sensing more trouble or. Exactly. Oh boy. <laughs> and the the biggest WTF moment Peanut Hamper gets intimate, Maddox talks to her hand, space meth. Dal becomes all things. And the winner is. Ah, Peanut Hamper gets intimate. (laughs) 
You know, David, <laughs> I think this makes the second year in a row that Lower Decks has won this category. Well, y- you know how some sometimes like a Razzie can kind of be taken as a badge of honor by some movies. I'm co- I'm almost convinced that like <laughs> that Lower Decks just it just thrives in this it's like how can we push the envelope a little a little bit more and uh you know i'm not gonna lie i had kind of forgotten how cringe that was Mm. but just re-watching it again it's like oh my god (laughs) that's something that really happened yeah that happened i sometimes you push the envelope a little bit too much (laughs) yeah i remember when this came out uh a year ago and first off, just seeing Peanut Hamper, like, really, we got to do this yeah. again. Um, but then that just was like, see, here's the line. Let's just like <laughs> leap right over it and see what happens. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think we all kind of had our things to say about Dow becoming all things as well. You know, sort of a bit of a weird take on, on the story, but, uh, and I mean, space myth, we all love that. Right. I mean, if you just had a little, little STEMI, you know, every time you needed one, it just turn into, you know, Kung Fu master, you know, everything slows down, get a little stronger. It's just no side effects. Right. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard people, um, refer to also as like, um, you know, space steroids mm. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just the fact that you can get juiced real quick and go do all the things. I mean, there you go. Yeah. Um, but I think that this was a very well-deserved award for Lower Decks. Um, like miles ahead of the competition. Miles. <laughs> miles ahead. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway. Okay. All right. Well, you know, we've talked about uh, the best premiere. And of course we just got done, uh, moving right into the, um, what in the world kind of category. Um, this one, it's, I think this next category, it's, it's one that where there's plenty of potential, um, that was left on the table, uh, with, um, storylines with characters. And, um, I think that this is going to be I think there could be a case for each of them, but of course only one can come out uh, victorious. And that of course is our most underutilized or most underused character. You're sloppy, okay? You don't respect protocols, you're too loose with discipline, you don't follow orders unless you feel like it, and you have crumbs on your uniform. When did you even eat? You're like a space hippie. Ooh, but I have been called more names and there are stars in the sky, but space hippie is a new one on me. But then the way you like dance, flip, conk that guard, I was like, damn, I didn't know Tindy could do that. <laughs> what, so you're not embarrassed to be friends with someone whose family was into pirating? No way. It's a part of who you are. I like hearing about it. Thanks, Rutherford. From now on, I'm going to embrace my past and what comes with it. Uh, what are you going to do with the tooth? 
I don't know, it's actually kind of gross, isn't it? I'll take that! I remember the first protostar crew led by... Chakotay. What happened to him? Made it! Made it! The protostar sustained heavy damage after passing through a temporal anomaly. Captain, send out the warning. We're being boarded. You really think after 35 years of loyalty that I'm going to betray my friends for you? No, Captain Riker, not for me. Oh, Will. Here we go. And the mountain is the most underused character. Captain Chicote, you and Troy, and oh yeah. And our winner is. Mm -mm -mm. wow interesting yeah yeah you know i i feel like we had talked about tendy yes. at one point or another you know being underused yes in lower decks um pelia i I, th I think we had, I don't want to say enough, but the amount that they gave us was fine. Uh, Chakotay, uh, I, I assume, we'll have more of him whenever <laughs> maybe we get more Prodigy. Yeah. But yeah, Deanna Troy. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you agree with that? Or, or, or do you think it's just nostalgia that's maybe driving that? Or something else entirely. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to think about the, the actual season as it sits and what else we could have had from her, really. Because, I mean, we, we, we saw the clip, you know, of her entrance and then the, you know, the repartee between her and, and Riker and, and some of their moments and then their escape and, and then kind of uh, helping Jack through or to find the door and everything. So I guess I didn't really look at her as underused necessarily in the, in the context of the show that we saw, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Mm. I think part of it, you know, thinking back on, on the season, I know that it ended, you know, in the spring, we didn't really get Deanna until, gosh, it seemed like the back third of, of the season. Yeah, that's, you know? that's true. I mean, I think uh, some of, some of the interviews that I've I've heard um, about Picard, like when it was coming out, and like even when season three was being pitched, it was this like um, Butch and Sundance kind of like story that Terry had kind of pitched for uh, Patrick and um, and Johnny, and and I mean, of course, they were like front and center, like of like the next gen crew, and then like we slowly trickled in the rest of them. But yeah, it, it, to me, it I can kind of I can understand like Deanna 
uh, not being chosen because like she shows up in prison. And I think when we were doing the discussion, we thought it was um, like a changeling at one yeah. point. Like, yeah, you're freaking right. Like she's back on the Penthe, you know, eating like a salad with, you know, her daughter. It's fine. Choc- with chocolate chips in it. Tons of chocolate chips in, in said salad. Right. She's never met a chocolate she hasn't liked. Um, that's quotable right there. But yeah, like she did, she, she shows up, she sits around the conference table, right. And she helps with the door and then sits on the bridge whenever they do like their final attack. So like she, she, it it didn't seem like she had that much in the way of speaking lines compared to the rest of them, like kind of thinking about it. I I think that's fair. I think that's the the fair thing, but I I'll also say just lower decks, you know, the goofiness aside that they put into it. Um, you know, we've, we've always kind of said that maybe there's a bit of a little, maybe too much Mariner Mm -hmm. in at times. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, Rutherford had his episode, Tendy had her episode and everything. And and obviously they're in there, Mm -hmm. but you know, sometimes it's, it's almost like, man, I'd almost like to see, Rutherford or Tendy just kind of play a little bit more lead than Mariner and Boimler at times, you know? So, yeah. and, and I'll also say this, it seemed like in the past when you had put up like Twitter polls about, um, about lower decks, there seemed to be a lot of people who came in on that. So I just was sort yeah. of like, I don't know, maybe there's more people out there that are just watching lower decks. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. But I mean, like this has been like a hallmark year in terms of Star Trek content and um, and, you know, the old Dur fans, um, <laughs> the old fans. Um, I mean, they want to they want their their season three Picard and they want to show it. So here yeah. we are. But hey, there we go. I mean, I will always, always welcome more Rutherford of like lower decks like. He is the reason I watch Lower Decks. Um, I love me some Rutherford. So Absolutely. All right. Well, we just talked about a um, an underused character. Do you want to go ahead and get us rolling into the next one? Let's do it. Best new character. Yeah, buddy. Threat assessment. Unidentified vessel presently targeting all ship systems. Probability of destruction 100%. They're not here to negotiate. Look, she called you, I didn't. Before you two turned up with the baddies in tow, I had this. But now that you're here, you might as well make yourself useful. That medical power is nearly drained and my mother needs medical attention. So, please, tell me that your little shuttle has a much bigger frame close by. Commander Pellion, we are at red alert. Perhaps you did not hear the evacuation order. Yes, never mind me. I'm just finishing up my inspection. But readings indicate a loss and medical data. In the same intimate chamber that my team spent three days evaluating, and found nothing wrong with. Huh? Commander, I am alarmed to your lack of concern. At what? At the textbook signs of a warp core breach. Did your old man ever tell you about the time that he and I first met? USS Crisis. 
Starway Nominees for Best New Character, Jack Crusher, Captain Shaw, Helia, and Sydney LaForge. And the winner is... Sydney LaForge. say this one was one of the tougher ones for me yeah yeah i mean aside from pelia no offense but <laughs> i mean like god shawl put us on such like a roller coaster from the very beginning he really, he really did his entire arc was uh frustration and then the ultimate just you know end of that arc was so mm -hmm. good um i mean i I said early on, it's like, man, I, I just want to go see like the lower deck or the lower deck crew of the Titan. I just want to see that show. Yeah. I just want to see like Sydney and Jack and the rest of the rest of the folks just going out on adventures, you know, in, in mm -hmm. some new show. So Sydney Star and Trek Jack. Legacy. Yeah. What's that? Star Trek legacy. Let's go. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Crusher, Shaw and, and Sydney LaForge. I mean, it was, it was kind of a toss up for me. Okay. Okay. See, for me, it wasn't. It, it's always been Sydney. Like, I've been singing her praises since we were doing those recaps week to week. Yep. I, I, I mean, I want Star Trek Legacy just so I can see more Sydney LaForge yep. in, in the helm seat as, as Helmsman. So, um, but you're right. Like, Liam Shaw, like, took us on one heck of a journey from like eating his steak, not standing up when you know, legends, you know, roll into his like, uh, like dining room or, uh, personal quarters. I don't know what it was, but, you know, to basically like finally respecting, like truly respecting, uh, seven and recommending her for a promotion. I mean, like, let's go. You yeah. know, that was good. That was good. So I do think it's kind of interesting. You know, we just got done doing most underused character and Pelia was there. And now here we are on best new character and Pelia is <laughs> also there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just a little funny. Yeah. That's just, that's just me. So I don't know. Any of these surprising you um, so far? I know we've only done like a few categories, but yeah, anything yeah. surprising so far? No, you know, not really. 
Not, not really. Although, I mean, Picard with three wins already. Yep. I mean, come on, y'all. Is there a trend, you think? <sighs> Too early to say? Yep. We're just uh, cruising right along uh, to our fifth category. And, you know, every good story has to have um, a pretty good antagonist to really help move the story forward and help our uh, protagonists, um, you know, rise above the challenge that they're facing. And just um, and part of that, you know, is having a satisfying bad guy death. And I think, you know, outside of Star Trek, one of the most Satisfying ones I can think of is Hans Gruber falling off that really tall building in Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Yippee ki That's right. That's right. Do you have a favorite bad guy death outside of Star Trek? I know I'm putting you on the spot. It's okay. <laughs> I felt like you were going to ask that. I was yeah, like, man. Quickly, which bad guy did I like that they died? I can't go. I can't. Star, Star in the Lion King, and that's a good one too. Simba fights him. Yeah. No, let's just get into the category. Yeah. Let's just do that. do that there is no barrier we cannot overcome for you are my daughter my spirit's son my quintana Satisfying bad guy death. We have Maddox. We have the board team blowing up, the designer, and the drawing section. And the winner for most satisfying bad guy death is.
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know what the, the saddest one, like watching that, the saddest one was probably the diviner. Yeah, I, I know we had sort of talked about that when we were kind of coming up with a lot of the nominees for this. And, you know, the the diviner kind of was a bad guy, but then he kind of turned around a little bit and it kind of wound up being more sad than satisfying. But man, Vatic for for I could understand how people might not like that character, but I think that's the point. You know, you, you got a bad guy there. You're not supposed to like him. Um, so yeah, that, that was very, very satisfying. I think, I think the Gorn was a little impersonal at that point. Cause we really haven't communicated much with them. Yeah. And then the, the board queen, I mean, that was satisfying too, but yeah, but are they really gone? well uh, are they really really gone are they uh, like just just watching like the gorn suffocating i was like man of those clips i think that was the one that like was the most satisfying to me just like in watching those four clips but fair um the one that really resonated with, with me the most was actually the boar queen blowing up more than vatic um, but hey, whatever. I just want Strange New Worlds and Prodigy to get on the board. I mean, like, come on now. Well, we'll see. I mean, we, we've got more categories. Still, like, what? Know? Nine more categories to get? Oh, only be. nine more. No big deal. Yeah, it could happen. <laughs> hey, Prodigy doesn't have one in here, do they? Uh, not yet. So uh, hey, I gotta pick it up. I know. Cards right? running away. <laughs> card really is running away oh lordy all right well let's let's get cracking i guess with this next one let's do it so david and 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 those that listen to the show uh know how much of a uh fan and nerd i am when it comes to music stuff and how much i want to nerd out talking about it during the nerd those episodes that they happen. <laughs> yes. Um, talking music theory and time signatures and all that fun stuff. Um, like I said, this has been an ongoing category for a couple of years now. So it's not, this isn't a category that we just invented for, you know, the, the musical episode that came out with um, subspace Rhapsody just a, a month or so ago. So with that, um, let's look at the best musical moment this year. Shields. 
Mr. Data, set a direct course for Earth. Maximum warp. Aye, Captain. Course laid in, sir. She's ready. I don't know, just circle around and pretend we're in awe of the pylons. Yes, sir. Just keep circling. And the winner is for best musical moment. Set a direct course for Earth, maximum war. Aye, Captain. Course laid in, sir. She's ready. Engage. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, like we got a surprise and an upset on that one. So it sounds like nobody likes Subspace Rhapsody very much. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you even loaded that one up. You know? Try right, to cheat on that one. Try to make it more. <laughs> right. Like, we had two, two Subspace Rhapsody ones, right? Two. That yeah, that that kind of blows my mind a little bit. I mean, it, I I know you you really enjoyed the the power up, and I I mean I enjoyed it too, but I didn't really think about it musically. You know what I mean? Until afterwards, mm -hmm. um, you know the circle of the pylons. I love Deep Space Nine. I know Eric is along there loves Deep Space Nine, and the theme yeah. was long and fantastic. <laughs> uh but the dirge man, i think is what he calls it huh the dirge i believe is the dirge. what Eric calls yeah, it that's yeah. right but man i mean you, you had two songs and i i mean my personal vote would have been for how would that feel i mean i thought that was the the best song of of that show and you you know me i'm not really a musical right well right. i'm musical but not a musical kind of guy so yeah 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 mm -hmm. my my um the one that i was um honestly hoping for um it was it was a toss-up really between the enterprise d and keep us connected with keep us connected being i think my more preferred choice um i just i like the arrangement of that song in general and um i mean she just kills it i mean absolutely kills it um, Celia is a, a, a Grammy award-winning artist for crying out loud. And mm -hmm. she absolutely killed that song. So 
Um, but the thing that's kind of interesting, and and I, whenever I do, whenever I put the music um, package together, I make sure to take the visuals away and just like to appreciate the music for what it is. And I'm wondering if it hits different, right? Like if you had like the the images versus what we had here, yeah, like would that have, have would that have changed things at all? And of course, like when they're when people are voting on this thing, like it's whatever, you know, like they're not seeing like the video unless they go look it up or whatever. But I don't know, like watching all the clips, like the Enterprise D power up is pretty awesome. Yeah. How would that feel? I mean, they're all great. I mean, even Circle the Pylons is like funny, but like just seeing like a return to Deep Space Nine that we haven't been to in a long time, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Definitely an upset. Definitely an upset for. I think so. Definitely a surprise. So, dang! Come on, Strange New Worlds. Come on, Prodigy. Let's go, somebody. Damn. Well, this next category, uh, they're just going to be raring to win this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what is it, David? What is this next category? Oh, only the worst episode. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. the order and made a progeny you had to ensure the mission was completed but tell me why did she betray us she met a boy huh? 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 Ha! I fixed it I think you mean we Never seen a revolving door before. I'm from space. Find an outfit. Yeah. There's changing rooms over there. <clears throat> oh. I told you, do not engage. Nominees for worst episode, mathematically perfect redemption, preludes, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, disengage. And the winner is. Ha, 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 ha. 
mathematically perfect about that. Yep, I I did kind of forget that that bird song was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, sing to me. <laughs> what a, what a dumpster fire of an episode that was, though. Oh my goodness, I mean, my lord. Oh man, I don't know if that's the lowest we've ever rated something, but it's pretty mm. low. Okay. Okay, man, oh man, man. So that is the second win, by the way, for um, for Lower Decks. Um, both back-to-back years winning those categories, by the way. <laughs> Just getting in the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that count, man, the ones that count. Oh, man. Yeah, like, I think uh, one of the things that, you know, Um, us three, you know, me, you and Eric talked about on the podcast, uh, when we were doing our, um, um, strange new worlds, um, portion was when we got to tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, um, we rated it pretty low. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but I think the general population rated it very high. And, um, in fact, like the, all these, episodes that are in this category are taken, I believe, directly from our lowest rated episodes from each show. Um, so if you're wondering, why why is tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow there? That's a great episode. Well, that's why. That's why. Um, it was weird, though. Like, he had a giant paperweight on his shirt. Like, Alt-Kirk did. You know what I'm saying? It was a giant paperweight. Well, I mean... Y'all, if you really want to know our opinions on that, you should really listen to the episode. That's a good plug. Fresh. Uh, Go back and, you know, just download it three to four hundred times. But thank you for that, David. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, we that was one where we were definitely in the minority there. Sometimes we're we're opposite the the general viewpoint on an episode, which is okay. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to vote for it. It's fine. I, I do wholeheartedly agree with with the winner being the oh, worst for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I have um this might be a spoiler. By the way, this show is not spoiler free today. Um now that we're about an hour into this thing. Um <laughs> but I read I thought I read or I heard that Peanut Hamper is going to once again be in this newest season of More Decks. So cool. Maybe Lower Decks will have a chance for these awards next year. It's a three-peat. Three-peat. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. That'd be something. Yeah. Um, trick. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't I don't really know like what else to say. I mean, like I was I was hoping for I I, I don't know. It won. That's fine. It was just, it's such an oddball episode. Like, did they like, I wonder if like someone like lost a bet, like in Vegas or something. Like, if I win, you have to write this episode. Here's the story (laughs) concept. But if I win, you know, like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jenny, for watching and for this lovely bit of information. Someone did a cosplay of Peanut Hamper. At STLV recently. Oh boy! Wow! Wow! 
was there a Birdman there too with Peanut Hamper? Because that's a couple cosplay goals right there. Apparently, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, David, can you get us out of here? Let's let's not talk about Peanut. Yes, Hamper yes, please. Let's let's do other things. <laughs> It's your turn. You do it. No, you do it. Um, someone said that cosplay was amazing. <laughs> but okay, cool. If there's a picture of it, I think I want to see it. I don't know. Do I? You do. Okay, I want to see it. Yeah, send it to it. If you, <laughs> yeah, you can you can send it right. If you are, if you're enjoying the show, you want to. Um, learn more, send us stuff. There you go. There's our email, trtvpod at gmail.com. Um, by the way, I hope you are enjoying our show today. Yeah, right. halfway through. Yeah, buddy. We're halfway through. How about that? Math. Math. Where's, <laughs> where is Eric when you need him? He's our math guy. I'm not allowed to do math without his supervision, apparently. Um, Matt, Eric is still supposed to teach me calculus, by the way. He has yet to teach me calculus. Dang. He hasn't promised me that. <sighs> okay. By the way, there was no Birdman, but it was apparently very well done. So these are the things we need to know. Fantastic. Mm. All right. Would you like me to take us into the next one? Please save me. Okay. Well, funniest and most, I'm going to say lol moment because I don't believe in LOL. It's just lol. Cool. sure what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh my god. Um, okay, touching this can't possibly change the future, right? Whoa. Breaker! <laughs> what are you doing? Uh... You're not going alone. And I will make it a threesome. Do you even hear yourself? Whoa. It's been far too long. Eleven years, five months, four days. Minus your infrequent messages and the annual bottle of sour mead. Sour mead? Chateau Picard. It is quite tart, sir. <laughs> My head. What about your arms? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't hate it, though. Hey, guys, this is actually so funny. Look at this. It says oxygen levels are depleting. <laughs> Captain's Law. Stardate. Many moons ago. A great ship. Flew through the cosmos, bearing heroes of legend. Among them, James T., the warrior for whom I was named. And the nominees for funny or most laugh out loud moment we have our K pop Klingons, Boimler does the Riker maneuver, Worf's one liners, Boimler and Mariner are high. 
and the Indoprisians. And the winner is... Uh, <laughs> singing and dancing Klingons. Okay. You know, there is a point where I can be disappointed, and I'm just disappointed. Well, Jenny says, yes, Klingon pop, K-pop. I hated that so much. <laughs> it was so annoying to me. <sighs> yeah, that was one part I did not laugh at, but I, I, no. I get why some people like it. It's it's yeah. fine. My when my wife watched it, um by her no 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 when we, that was that was your uh, your wedding weekend. That's yeah. when we watched it. So we're in a ho- our hotel room and we're watching it for the first time. And we're sitting there and it gets to that part and she just loses it. It was glorious. It was absolutely glorious seeing that. Um, It it highlights people's humor. You know, it's the great thing about humor is that everybody has slightly different humor and we can all laugh at some things together. And sometimes we have our own little inside jokes and stuff. I mean, personally, Worf's one-liners did it did it for me i mean it was yeah. it was like the unaware humor mm-hmm. 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 and well here's the fun part so this one the um uh the k-pop thing it won out by two percent oh wow close two percent oh just barely over wharf's one-liners oh wow razor thin it was it really was it, it, it could have gone either way. Like, so yeah, just a, a very, very narrow win, but it was enough to get strange new worlds finally on the board, by the way, there it is. We're in the second half of the show and they're finally on. It's <laughs> finally there. And in a it's sort about- of positive category too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? Humor brings joy to people and stuff. Oh, Jenny, you had the same experience. It looks like saw in the hotel room for STLV Scott. Okay. Yeah. Laugh, laugh pretty hard. Good. So yeah, there's this hotel room kind of thing (laughs) with watching subspace Rhapsody apparently. So there we go. Oh boy. Oh boy. I, I, and Scott is confirming that. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. I think the other ones were, were pretty decent. I thought they were like, all right. Like the end of Prisians was just like a chuckle, like just hearing like some of like the Shatnerisms that we, we heard when we watched Prodigy. Um, yeah, it was fun. yeah. Um, I did have a good laugh whenever like the Riker maneuver yeah. happened. Like the, I even watching it just now. Um, one thing, I don't know if you noticed it at all, or if anyone else watching this, um, or listening to this. Um, noticed it but in that particular clip with the Klingons when they're dancing and the hailing frequencies and all that stuff Ahura looks over right to um, um, oh my gosh why am I Kirk he looks over, looks over to Kirk and he's like grooving he's kind of like moving his body right while um, while that they're singing and dancing I'm like I've never known and I've watched Subspace Rhapsody like 
turn times. You know? <laughs> we try to cover that up. Yeah. It's a microphone. It doesn't do that great of a job of meddling, that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. All right. Well, why don't you, uh, <laughs> you want to take us in the next one also? Well, yeah, I am Mr. Negative, so why not? Frustrating you moments. Were, you were looking forward to this one, I'm pretty sure. Well, you know me. I do know you. Hi. Hi, David. <laughs> Let's go. You've seen someone like him? Never. But his origins are obvious. Whoa, whoa. You know where I came from? Not where, but who. Ow! Ah, as I suspected, you're the handiwork of the protégés of Dr. Eric Sung. Log. I'm stranded with a bunch of hillbilly birds on a planet that's never even been first contacted. I could still put out a distress call if I wanted Starfleet security to toss me in a penal colony, which isn't the worst option because there's nothing going on here. Uh, how can you live in such filth? Well I said no. Don't be stupid. You're welcome. Can you sit? Get your head I happen to know there's some things in this world that don't deserve forgiveness. What are you saying? I told you I didn't start the fight. But I'm glad he's dead. And the nominations for most frustrating moment, Dallas assuming our augment can't speak. Every season of Picard is about the Borg. Pike lets him bang and get away with murder, and Peanut Hamper returns. And the winner is Peanut Hamper making it a hat trick man man oh clean sweet peanut hamper let's go peanut hamper <laughs> oh. well, i'm glad we're we're somewhat uh validated in in our mutual dislike of all things peanut hamper apparently, so yeah apparently everybody's on the same boat although i gotta say that Dal being the the Soong augment, that was a little frustrating for me. We don't have yeah. to make everything about a, a, a Soong, but we seem to. Yeah. Yep. It's a perfect name. What's a perfect name? Is it Peanut Hamper or, or what? I'm assuming it is. <laughs> peanut Hamper can go away. Yeah. Yes. Boldly go away. Yeah. At warp speed, please. Because I, I, I mean, I know Mike McMahon like 
not personally, but you know, I mean, he he listens to the show, right? Like, please, please, no more, please, no more, no more peanut hamper, please. All right. Well, just to give a, a quick tally, um, in the lead with um, five V'gers for the evening, it's Star Trek Picard. Uh, coming up with three, we have Lower Decks and one for Strange New Worlds. Man, oh, man. Wow. No Prodigy yet. No Prodigy yet, no. Wow. It's kind of sad because, I mean, like, seriously, though, like, it's it's a good show. I mean, we got 20 episodes, like, ready to rock and roll for season two. And, you know, we're in the middle of this, you know, SAG and, like, you know, Writers Guild strike. And, you know, we're, go- we're about to be in a Star Trek drought here pretty quick. I mean, we have, you know, just recently we had uh, Lower Deck Season 4 that premiered with two episodes. But that means nine weeks instead of ten. And, I mean, I'm trying to do quick math on the fly. I mean, I think that's going to be like, what, early November, basically, uh, whenever it goes off the air. Like when the season like wraps up. And then sometime early 2024 is when we're looking at um, Discovery Season 5 and nothing else on the horizon. I mean, like, whether you like like or dislike Discovery, I mean, like, that is going to, right now, be the last Trek that we see for a while. Yep. Until the, the strikes end and people can get back to shooting stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, we're just going to have to read more books. <sighs> Reading. Yeah, more books, more books. Oh, man. I did pick up a big old pile of comic books when I was in uh, Indiana a few weeks ago. There's um, actually, this might be a fun plug to kind of talk about for a second. Let's just take a quick break from uh, from the, the stuff. You know, you and I, we've been doing um, some comic books uh, recently. We did um, um, the whole um, um, Illyrian Enigma um, uh run not too long ago and uh before that we did um the high country the first uh strange new worlds book and uh um there's there's a lot of stuff that we could like do right like there's a lot of uh books that we could like check out like i think there's like the rafi book that we didn't do from picard um we have um another strange new worlds uh comic book that's coming out over these next few months it's called the scorpius run I, i picked up issue number one um, in Indiana, when I was there, there's Star Trek Defiant. Uh, we didn't, haven't done that one. And I think that one has lore in it, along with Worf and some other folks that we could probably run through real quick. Um, but yeah, there are tons of books, tons of books that we could dive into. Yeah, we, we got a little bit behind in, in some of that. But yeah, yeah, there's there's certainly a lot on that front we could go over. Yeah. For for anyone that's like watching live with us right now, are there any Star Trek books, like either newer or older ones, that you would recommend that we you know check out and that we do an episode on? Um, leave a comment so that uh, David and I can see it and add it potentially to our docket of um, you know a story to sink our teeth into. Because I I don't already have enough to do. I mean, like let's let's just add something else, right? Well, and if anybody wants Chase to uh, get his writing chops on and enter his Imzadi three fan fiction into the into the mix, there, you know, you, you just tell him he he loved those books. 
Yeah, man, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I'll do it. I will do it. There might be something with changelings involved, because why not? <laughs> Maybe cue the changelings. Yeah. Yeah. Have we stalled enough? I think so. I think so. Okay, cool. All right. So we're uh, rounding out into the last five categories um, of, of the night. So um, let's, let's, um, let's do this. Let's look at um, the characters that we have known for a while and the moments that stood out to us as we look at um, the best legacy character moment. Curious. How does a lieutenant who betrayed Starfleet and her commanding officer get reinstated? Did you or did you not board the Titan under the guise of conducting an official inspection in order to steal a shuttle? And how does a traitor stand here posing as a commander in Starfleet? As if I'm an imposter. This scarred up old barrel bug. How are you, Shad? Any day not living under Cardassian rule is a good one. We were in the resistance together. He saved my life during a raid on the Haru outpost. <laughs> I still owe you for that one. No, you don't. She saved my life when we were ambushed at Vanneker. Yeah, because I owe you for pulling me out of that plasma storm in the Badlands. I'm sure it was all very rebellious. We wouldn't have even made it to the Badlands if you hadn't sprung me from that prison transport. You sprang. I merely discovered the error in your deception. That my memories were not without value to you. I knew because they belonged to me, you would see them as trophies and be unable to resist them. And the nominee for Best Legacy Character Moment, Will Laren and Picard meet again. Colonel Kira on Deep Space Nine. Enterprise D reveal and Data and Lore's final moments together. And the winner for Best Legacy Character Moment is the Enterprise D reveal. Surprised or not surprised? Um, not surprised, not my pick, but not surprised. Cause that, I mean, that's, that was a big, that was, that was a big moment. It was, it was a very fun sort of like catchy in the feels moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. The, this was another nail biter, like razor thin win, by the way, um, almost as close as, um, the, 
the LOL, the the funny category. This one was um, a very narrow 5% lead over um, Data and Lore's final moments together. Yeah, and that, that would have been my pick. I think that the way... <clears throat> the way they executed that was um it was just particularly good you know yeah. it, it, you had sort of the moment of suspense is data finally going to be gone forever forever this time but maybe not but you never know <laughs> and then <laughs> and then you know he had outsmarted his brother yeah for the in quotations final time um and just you know th them sort of hugging at the end, and mm -hmm. it was uh, it was kind of a goodbye to really two characters and the uh, intro introduction of a completely new character. Technically, that that's true. That's true. Um, let's see. <laughs> Jenny said, "Not my pick either." Um, that's that's fair. That's fine. I, I mean, these are all gold, gang. Yeah. I mean, these are all like great. I mean, I'm not mad about the Enterprise winning. I mean, I think of the four, it would have come down to the Enterprise or the data thing for me. Um, I think, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I don't want to like necessarily reduce it down because like there, it, I think there is more to them, but I mean, both of them are machines, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and they've both been resurrected. Yep. In the 11th hour, yep. basically. So like we have very, very parallel storylines that we're, we're experiencing in just two episodes, basically. Yeah, Absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, some special mention to, to Roe coming back and then mm -hmm. Picard and, and her after all of these years, because I mean, when you think about it, the last time Picard would have interacted with her is when he, when she effectively, you know, betrayed him exactly. at, in, in yep. his, in his mind and, and left with the Marquis. And now she's back in a commander's uniform and he's like, you know, what the heck I'm, I'm an admiral. How did I not know this? You know? so that was and, and then their their ability to uh, reconcile later on you know mm -hmm. i think that was pretty powerful stuff too mm -hmm. i agree man six vegers for picard and picard's picard's doing it i mean this it was a, this was kind of to be expected yeah uh, with how good of a uh, final season it was i think one of the most consistently rated seasons for us i think yes yep yes it was yeah 100 yep well i have a question for you though yes sir are you ready to fist pump yes mm, mm, mm. let's do it let's do it let's do it get her done A Cali-class ship won't stand a chance. <laughs> I know, right? That's why I called all of them. All of what? It's the Alhambra. 
the San Diego, the San Clemente, the Sherman Oaks, the Vacaville, Burbank, Fresno, Santa Monica, San Jose, Sacramento, Culver City, Anaheim, Riverside, Vallejo, West Covina, Pacific Conference, Reading, Eureka, Manchester. It's all of them, Captain. We've been here before, and I'm reluctant to ask you all to face these threats again. We are the crew of the USS Enterprise. But more than that, we're your family. Jack, Alondra, Sydney, they're our family too. Jean-Luc, wherever you go, we go. Humans you detected is that wee box right there. Programmed to send out auditory and pheromonal life signs at regular intervals. Not to mention heat signatures. Fools those dumb lizards in uh, most scanners. Yeah. So you're just gonna leave us in here? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what are my manners? Uh... Montgomery Scott at your service. Lieutenant Junior Grade. And the nominations for best fist pump moment. Fleet of California class ships arrive. The next generation band is back together on the bridge and Scotty at your service. And the winner is uh, the band is back together. All right. Man, it's just a clean sweep tonight. Good grief. Yeah, you know, I I've I thought about this a little bit when when we were going through Picard and you, you know, every, everything every journey has an end, right? You, you can't keep going forever. Right. Um yeah. you know, we got I feel like a good amount of seasons of TNG and, uh, you know, Voyager and deep space nine. And in a way the original series, because of how many episodes they used to do at that time. So there's like a lot of media, but there's always kind of like that inherent feeling of like, man, I would just, I wish there were more. And to be able to at least have one last ride with the TNG crew all together on the bridge of the old Enterprise D looking super Enterprise D-ish, even if it looks a little smaller than it used to, <laughs> uh, you know, it, 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 for me, it's, it's, it's a pretty special moment, but that's not to take anything away about, you know, the Cali class is arriving. I thought that was cool, but you know, as you've pointed out, we tend to do that a lot. And then even seeing, you know, Lieutenant JG Scotty, just, you know, doing his Scotty stuff. So, mm -hmm. it, it, I mean, I, I, I fully expected the next gen, you know, crew on the bridge, like to be the thing that won, like yeah. before the results even came in, I fully expected that to be, to be the winner. But, you know, again, watching these clips and, even though like I'm very vocal on the show about like, great, it's going to be another season finale with the fleet coming type of thing. There was something special about the Cali classes, class ships all converging at the same time. Like I did get choked up a little bit watching that. That was pretty, that was pretty special. Yeah. 
Well, and Boimler being the warp speed through all the names as well is kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it Boims. I mean, he's going to know that stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, um, man, we only have three left. I know the big three. Big three. Good grief. All right. Well, how about this? I'll do the next one and I'll do the last one. Sounds right. good. All right. So we are into the big three as Commander David just uh, mentioned. So we're going into um, our best finale, our best episode, and uh, what we call the Great Bird of the Galaxy Award. And we'll tell you more about that in just a few minutes when we get to it. Um, but just like we had our best premiere, things got to come to an end too. And um, sometimes it's done in glorious fashion. Others, other fashion, um, neither good nor bad. <laughs> um, we have good character growth moments. We have explosive victories it just depends on the story that we're dealing with and uh for your consideration we present these nominees for the award for best finale My crew could have been killed! The Texas class will keep countless others out of danger! The good of the many, Carol! Sir, you don't understand. The code you're using, its emotional processing isn't stable. You can't bring those ships online! You are not one of those bad faith admirals that's up to no good! You're better than this, Les! I'm really not. You know, I'll, I'll say you attacked the Alito out of anger when you lost the race. It defended itself. What?! Alito, activate independent control. away we can't stop the signal it's annihilation there is one thing we can do we have to destroy the protostar <gasps> we can't destroy our ship it's the only surefire way to stop the long-range subspace signal no to save earth is to sever that connection no matter the cost What began over 35 years ago ends tonight. Mr. LaForge, take us in. I can't. Priority message from Starfleet. Admiral April's ordering our immediate withdrawal. Do I respond? But the Gorns still have our people. Captain. Captain. Orders, Captain. And the nominees for Best Finale are the Stars at Night, Keeping Over Part 2. Last generation and the And the winner for best finale goes to Star Trek Picard, the last 
Hard to deny. I'm pretty sure we all gave this a straight up 10. We did. For the first time ever. All of us at the same time in the same place giving it a 10. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've given two 10s. I think, I don't know if you and Eric have ever given a 10 aside from this episode. Maybe you did once, but I think I've given a 10 once. Either that or very, very close. Mm-hmm. This was the only unanimous 10 mm-hmm. that we've we've ever had and if you think about it over the the years (laughs) this has been going on uh and all the the television and all that stuff we've been watching and whatnot to only give a unanimous 10 once yeah so that's pretty special it is yeah i wonder what the people out in listener land think about this if they agree with it too i mean I mean, they're all good. I mean, like hegemony, it makes sense. I mean, like the cl- the the cliffhanger that happens at the end. We don't really know the full story yeah. yet. Um, Stars at Night, pretty good. Um, pretty good. It's a pretty good episode. Supernova Part Two, um, a satisfying ending, but still kind of like touch and go in ways. You know, the thing that um, I remember us talking about this, um, David, me, you, and Eric when we were talking about um, oh, wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff, um, getting things mixed up. I can't remember the order, but um, it was either the, gosh, what was it? Was it the Alito stuff or was it the Protostar stuff, which had like the similar um, finales, right? Like in those clips are right back to it back. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, Supernova and the last generation technically had a very similar thing where you're severing a connection um that's true too yeah so i I mean there there's certainly that but also stars at night you know a similar thing kind of yeah you know with 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 the uh with the corrupted ship yeah the the, yeah so i mean they (laughs) you know i'm not gonna go into it because i go into it too much but like yeah similar mm-hmm. pick your flavor mm-hmm. vanilla chocolate or strawberry man they're all good yeah yeah man. i'm just waiting mm-hmm. for that mint chocolate chip man oh i can't stand mint chocolate <laughs> oh, i can't stand it oh you poor 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 guy corn and also mint chocolate oh my god you guys you got problems yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, at least we can agree on smoked meat. Yes, that's that's what brings us together. Exactly. Besides Uhura, who keeps us together, you know. Exactly. It's true. It's true. By the way, Eric, we miss you. We wish you were here, buddy. If you're listening. Yeah. And yeah. Hu- huge contributions by Eric. You know, like like Chase said, this sort of stuff doesn't really run without him doing doing what he does. You know. Yeah, he does math also. Yes, uh, he, he, he makes sense out of a lot of things. You know, it's good. Yeah. It's good to have. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like we're a really good threesome. Do you even, do you even hear yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Okay. Good. Good. David, shall we? Let's do it. Best episode. Okay.
Can't we merge and just be both of us? All our memories combined? Nah, then we both become. <coughs> Sometimes it's better to grow. <gasps> I, I just remembered how we got the implant. Remember. We thought we could do anything. Give it no! Come on, keep it together! But if they don't have a Starfleet signature, they won't be affected. I only hope we can convince them to lend their shields. Asking another to put themselves at risk is no small request. Even when we could understand each other. Starfleet has one translator left. We brought this problem to you. Let us fix it. Opening a distress call to any vessels within range. Stand by. The bridge is yours, Captain. Is good enough? It is a fine day indeed to die with honor. Chin Riley knew this. She believed in the best of Starfleet, and that through which she could find salvation from the hardships and danger of her everyday life. Danger she faced just for being born an Illyrian. Dangers born of prejudice, spurred on by laws against people like her. But through her hardships, Una sought the stars. And the nominees for best episode. We have Reflections, Supernova, The Last Generation, and Ad Astra Per Aspera. And the winner is... The Last Generation. Well done. Picard, man. <laughs> we have one more chance for Prodigy to get on the board, man. Uh, no. <laughs> you know... Some props to Reflections because that was a it was it was a good episode good. of Lower Decks. Yes, you know I don't know that we've truly seen like a great episode of Lower Decks. I don't remember what our ratings were, but I feel like I might have been in the eights, perhaps on mm -hmm. that one. Could be wrong, but it, it was it was good. Um, and then Supernova was what it was. I think that. I think that the tough one here is like the last generation and Ad Astra per Aspera. Cause we all really loved Ad, As Ad Astra. We, we all rated that pretty high, which if I remember correctly was not the consensus view of all no. people, no, it wasn't. which was weird because we rated that one high, but not tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. That's right. So last generation, like I have to pick that because I rated it a 10. Yeah. But Ad Astra was um, was it, it was kind of a special 
you know, old school kind of Trek episode. Every mm-hmm. Trek has the courtroom uh, episode. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we, and we got that in strange new worlds and it was great. Mm-hmm. I, I was just uh, doing a quick on the fly look. And I mean, season three of lower decks was our highest rated season for it. I mean, um, we were give, we were handing out eights like crazy. Yeah. And um, looking at, uh, let me get to it real quick, reflections. So for that particular episode, um, Eric gave it an 8.9. You gave it a nine and I gave it a oh, nine and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, this was a very highly rated episode of Lower Decks for us. Yeah. And, yeah. I uh, mean, it was a contender in my mind. Absolutely deserves to be a nominee. Yeah. I mean, it has to be a nominee. I mean, it was rated highly. Yes. Yeah. That, that's, that's what we call good sound logic right there. Uh, <laughs> um, and Ad Astra, uh, what was it? Um, Eric gave it a, a 9.2. You also gave it a 9.2. And I gave it a 9.3. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Um, yeah. Like, I, you know, like, I might dial this back eventually, but like, part of me, like, in my heart, wanted Ad Astra to win, but in my head, knew that it was going to be Picard, because, like you said, it's a, it was, it was a unanimous ten for us, unanimous, and apparently, it was like a unanimous ten, or it was just very well received by everyone else too to vote the way that they did uh for that particular episode being the best of the best so, yeah. yeah makes sense yeah yeah by the way from our last category when i was talking about um corn and uh, mint chocolate scott had to say this just means more mint chocolate chip for us david see smart guy there, I, I mean, I don't know what your prejudice is against mint chocolate chip, but I mean, it's mint chocolate chip. Okay. I did, I did have a, a, another friend of mine uh, recently say that whenever they eat mint chocolate chip, they always just taste toothpaste. So they'd rather just mm. eat toothpaste. So I get right. it. But, you know, from a very small child in my hometown, <laughs> We would walk to the local, the local dairy and get awful cones full of a double scoop of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Oh, <laughs> so, man. <laughs> man. Okay. Before we go into this, I want to update the ticker just real quick. So y'all can see this. Everyone can see this. Um, where we're at going into our final category. So in terms of the V'gers, so the V'gers are our trophies, right? For each of these categories. We've had 13 of our 14 categories that we've awarded so far. And this is the breakdown. Holy shnikes. We have nine V'gers that Picard has won this evening. Three from Lower Decks and one from Strange New Worlds. It's, I mean, it is basically the most lopsided. I was just checking the, the last couple years of doing this. The most lopsided this Mm -hmm. has ever been (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i wasn't involved the first year but last year was kind of even ish 
You know, everybody got at least one. Boy, Picard. Yeah. Like the first year that we did this thing, it was just Picard, Discovery, and Lower Decks. Picard got seven, Dis Disco got five, and Lower Decks got three. So yeah, fairly even. Fairly even there. And then like you said, well, interestingly, last year, Picard only got one award. Yeah. So, and uh, the one that the Prodigy won most of the awards last year. Yep. Oh, good gravy. It's crazy how the tables turn. <laughs> oh, how the turntables have turned, my friend. Yep, you spin me right round, baby. Yeah, like a record, baby. Right round, right round. Okay. <laughs> As we go into this, um, this final category for the evening, uh, I just want to speak to you, the, the listener, for a second and just say, you know, first off, thank you for tuning in. And second off, happy Star Trek Day. Uh, it was on this day in 19, what was that? 66? Yeah, 1966. That Star Trek came out. And it's been in, our, in the cultural landscape ever since. And um, uh, everyone has a Trek show that they can go to. But it all started with one man. That one man was uh, Gene Roddenberry. And uh, Gene Ronberry is the one that, you know, created and launched all this stuff that we get to enjoy today. And uh, it was his ideals for the future um, that humanity would um, be able to overcome its differences, that we would be able to unite together, we would work together, that we would be able to, uh, you know, move towards a common cause as we build a um, utopian type of um uh, society with one another. Um, and it's those ideals um, that we look to, um, and as we've affect affectionately called Gene, the great bird of the galaxy. So this last award is in his honor. This award goes to um, the, um, the particular story in this last year of Star Trek programming that best exemplifies Gene's uh, vision of the future, of culture, of humanity, of progress, and um, we hope that um, you enjoy um, these considerations for the Great Bird of the Galaxy Award. Ad Astra Perispera. Could you translate for the court? To the stars through hardship. It was the Starfleet motto before the Federation. I learned it studying history in school. Why were you drawn to that motto? I knew it meant we must endure hardship to get to the stars. But I like to think that it also means that the stars could deliver us from anything. And concerning the Augment, whose name you've conveniently forgotten, his name is Dal R.L. Is he genetically engineered? Yes. Was he enhanced in every way? Look at him. Of course not. The Federation is made up of over 150 member species. Dal's DNA includes 26 of those. So I ask you, 
Is there a better living embodiment of what our alliance represents? Nominated for the Great Bird of the Galaxy Award at Astra, Perifera, and Supernova. And the winner of the Great Bird of the Galaxy is Ad Astra Per Espera in Star Trek Strange New World. And there we have it. Yeah, I, I think that's deserving. When I go back and think about it, they are two somewhat similar storylines again aren't they you know asking a a kind of intolerant state of time uh, to accept something that they don't wish to accept Mm -hmm. you know uh, just in different different times so you realize sometimes how much changes yet how much stays the same yep but great great episodes though i am i am exceedingly happy that um this episode won something yeah Uh, it is even more uh meaningful to me with the fact that it won this award yeah i i think that this I was singing this this episode's praises um, in the beginning. I, I still am. I, I absolutely adore this episode, and I think it really captures it well. And plus, like our our um, guest actress as the attorney, like goodness, like she deserves like some kind of Emmy nod, as far as I'm concerned. Like she did a fantastic job um, in yeah. the role. Um, but yeah, like you're right; they are very similar. Uh, episodes you know talking about like acceptance and intolerance type of issues and what let's just kind of speculate for a hot second dude like we're we're done like we've done all the categories but let's just speculate for a second like why do we think this one like the the strange new worlds episode you know did better than prodigy i mean like we said they're basically pretty darn similar Well, I mean, I'll I'll give you a realistic answer and then I'll give you an aspirational answer. I think the the realistic answer is that one, probably more people will watch a live action. More people will connect with a live action over animation. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that that's realistic to expect out of people Um, because while you can find yourself in any character, I mean, I read a lot and I always have, I can find myself swept away in a book that has no pictures and no voices, but the, the ones that I make up in my head. But when you see actual live characters, you know, that you could, that you could touch 
you know, that, that, that are real in quotations, real. Um, I think that that can hit pretty well, but the more aspirational answer for me is I, I think, I think that it's, it's in peace, the acting of it mm. and it's in peace, the message of it. I think the message was delivered better with uh, what uh, through the stars. What did what did Ad Asper mean again? Precisely oh, um, um, to the stars through hardship. To, to the stars through hardship, and I think that that's or something. Hardship to the stars, really. Yeah, but w- w- whichever. But I, I think that you know, even today, in a time where people can become millionaires based upon a fictional cryptocurrency that holds no utility other than what somebody says about it. It's still hard for people to gain sometimes acceptance, sometimes stability. Sure. And I think that the messaging of that statement can resonate with a lot more people then the more science fiction aspect of Dal's story where he is a genetic augment, he was made. Um, Una had genetic modification, but they were still Illyrian. They were still a people. Um, And that genetic modification was part of their culture, which is another thing that people struggle with today, keeping their culture within the norms of whatever society that they live in. So I think that there's a piece that can touch people a little bit more about Ad Astra Perispera. Yeah. No, I would, I would agree with that. And um, I'm just going to go there for a second. I mean, I know that this is Star Trek day, this is a Star Trek show, but I know that, you know, in that other, you know, star something thing, um, people tend to care more about like the, the movies and the live action stuff compared to the animation because um i don't know if it's um i'm not i don't know what it is other than like maybe thinking it's too childish to watch something animated um compared to you know quote unquote real people you know doing the thing on the screen um some of the best storytelling that i've seen has been an animated form uh, from some of those shows, from those Star Wars shows, what I'm referring to. Um, And seeing that even come through in some ways, like with follow-up series that are also live action, um, I don't think you should really write it off. But there there is a really important thing that um, in these things, and and you pointed it out, and I, I love the fact that you mentioned it, and that's the idea of like holding on to like culture, like feeling like you have to like, like you're losing it or you're giving it up in some form or fashion. And the more and more we come together, um, the more those kinds of things are going to like come to the surface and people are going to like potentially point fingers in the day and age that we live in, unfortunately, uh, and make a big deal about it. Um, so I really like the fact, I like how this was handled. I like how um, we held Starfleet, you know, and the Federation by extension um, to task, like we put them to task in terms of like, you know, you're all about like boldly going and, and discovering, you know, 
you know, new people, new civilizations, but to what end, right? Like you're all about discovering these things, but you're not about welcoming, like, unless it like meets your particular standard. What about their standards? Like, I know we had questions whenever we were going through this particular episode with Ad Astra. Um, like, what's it mean to, for genetic engineering or genetic alteration, I should say, to be cultural? What's that mean? Like, there, maybe there's not an answer to that. And maybe there doesn't need to be just the fact that it is a cultural thing. It doesn't need to make sense to us necessarily, as long as it makes sense to that culture, that people group. That's all that really matters. So, yeah. Anyway, but both both great episodes and both great conclusions um, in general. Prodigy is a fantastic show, and I am looking forward to the day that season two finally drops somewhere. Whether they do like a direct to video, I don't care, or if they find it, put it somewhere on other, you know, streaming platform. If they bring it back to Paramount, they put it on Netflix or Disney or wherever they put the thing. I don't really care. I just want more Prodigy season two. And I hope I'm not alone with that. I know you liked it. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, David, that's it, man. We did it. Another, another award season over with, and we just started, uh, uh, the other show. What's it called? Lower decks. <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, lower debt lower decks uh recaps will be coming out in the near ish uh future um just as it's brand new for um y'all out there in listenerland it's brand new for us too and we'll be getting on to that so um david as always thank you for for joining in the madness with me and um it's always appreciated absolutely and eric if you're listening we miss you bud hope you're hope you're well um going on your own adventure um doing your thing we look forward to having you back uh with us at the station so um all you out there uh we hope you really enjoyed the show um thank you for tuning in and uh, if you liked you know what you what you heard if you like listening to our stuff uh let us know about it you know don't keep it a secret um you can open up hailing frequencies and enter in coordinates to trtvpod at gmail.com now it's a sense of voice only transmission to 817-752-4757 uh, there's a three-minute limit before the living construct tries to zap us and do weird things, so be quick about it. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something like, I don't know, Captain Pike's, you know, pomade or something to get like that perfect Pike's Peak. I need that, by the way. Um, you can send it to the Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas, 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in for the show. And as always... Make sure you boldly go and make it so.